0: This is episode 117 of Bella in Your Business. This episode is brought to you by my free webinar, Jump and Scale Your Business. My three-part training series, all dedicated to finding and attracting the right people that will help scale your pet sitting business. In Jump and Scale, I will teach you step-by-step processes that will help you find out who is your ideal candidate, how to create kick-ass advertisements to attract them, and how to make the selection process simple. Plus, you'll also receive worksheets to make implementing all of this into your business easier than you can imagine. This is a must attend if you have staff, want to grow, feel like you're being held hostage by your own business, have high turnover, are way too involved in the hiring process, you feel burnt out, or you're just not seeing the results that you want. Join me for the Jump and Scale Your Business three-part training series, Register now for free at jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. Before I start the show, I needed to record a quick snippet just for you from me. You're going to hear the incredible Michael Stelsner of Social Media Examiner and many other things. He is the man who kind of spearheads the social media marketing world every single year. This year, it's slated to be the largest. It's almost like the Super Bowl of social media events around the country. It really, truly is. It's going to have 7,000 people. And right after the taping of this show, Mike and the team actually asked me to be a speaker. You guys, to say that I'm excited is just a major understatement. And I really hope that you listen to this show with open ears and an open heart and consider joining me. It would mean nothing more to me than for when I ask who is a listener of Bella in your business podcast that there are audience members there watching. The topic I'll be talking about is Facebook groups and how to build them in your business. From small mom and pop brands all the way up to big corporations, the principles are timeless and I'm so super excited to present at this conference. It is the biggest honor ever. Now here's the show.
1: Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump.
0: Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Basta, your host. And today I have a long time waiting guest coming on. I'm so excited to share him with you. Your life's going to be changed after you hear all of the resources and enormous knowledge that my guest has. Michael Stelzner is the founder of Social Media Examiner. He's the author of books, launching and writing white papers. And he's the man behind social media marketing world. You know, that conference that you hear me talk about all the time. It's actually the largest in the industry and arguably kind of the Super Bowl of social media conferences. He's also the founder of the Social Media Marketing Society and the central character on The Journey, which is an episodic documentary that's on Facebook that you should totally check out. Michael, welcome to the show and thanks so much for being here today.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: One hundred percent. So for those of my listeners who might not know who you are, can you give us a little bit of background, how you got to where you're at today, what you spend your days doing And more about who you are.
1: Well, I am definitely an entrepreneur and it's a complex question to describe what I do because as you mentioned in the introduction, I do a bazillion different things, but I think the best way to describe what I do is I run a media company and we create a lot of great resources that are free to help anyone who wants to understand how to do social media marketing and that anyone could include the dog walkers of the world or it could include the people that work for the companies that make the food that the dogs eat, you know what I mean? And they still have to figure out how to market all that stuff we try to help them figure out this crazy jungle changing world, if you will, of social media.
0: Perfect. You actually just hit on something really cool that actually this is going to be a little off topic here, but it goes into branding. You said it's a crazy jungle and that's something that Social Media Examiner, in all of their branding and conferences and everything you do, you've got your little guide there, like taking you through that jungle. How important has that branding been to your whole company?
1: With a magnifying glass and yeah. we a contest way back when we started in 2009, we said, help us name this character and they called him Scout, which is a great name, right? So that's the name that won. I think it's important because if you think about it, back when I started in 2009, you had all these social media networks that didn't have anything but like an F in their brand, right? Facebook didn't even have an F. They just had the word Facebook in blue. Twitter had a bird. And I thought to myself, if Twitter can have a bird, I can have a little dude. <laughs> and I thought to myself, people remember little avatars more than they do remember names yeah. like the Michelin tire man and all these other characters. And I thought, well, why can't I have it? I took a lot of heat. People said, why would you read a publication as a cartoon character as its avatar? That's childish. <laughs> but of course, today, I think one could argue that it's become an unforgettable brand, at least in our industry. It's
0: actually hilarious. It has definitely become part of your brand. I saw on Facebook the other day. I think I tagged you. Someone had one of those, what do you call them? It was a big thing on a stick that we used in pictures at the last oh, yeah, conference. Was like
1: There's like a... I don't even know what you call these things. I don't either. They're like the things you see at political rallies, except they're the shape of a face or they're the shape of, of a logo. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. But I like that though, because, you know, something like social media where sure it's marketing and it's building connections, but there's also a lot of data and analytics and testing and seeing what works. And I know that, and I say this with much respect, sir that you are a professional failure.
1: (laughs) You have- (laughs) Yes, I failed my way to success. That's true.
0: Right, and I think that's what a lot of successful entrepreneurs have wrapped their brain around. So you were saying you got a lot of flack for that. What makes you keep going forward when you get hit with all of the, even your team, like Mike, that's a bad idea. You just talked about that recently on the journey about going against the grain. What propels you personally to get through that kind of thing?
1: Well, first of all, I think if we just do what everyone else does, then we'll be like everyone else. And I think that's part of the reason why Apple back in the day had that brand think different. Right. And I think that in a world now where everyone has the exact same platform, right, they can all use Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, dot, 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 dot. There's a lot of noise out there. And if you want to stand out and be memorable, then you need to try to do things that are stand out and memorable. And that means going against the grain and starting a documentary about everything you do wrong. Or it means, you know, trying, starting a conference that's just anti-conference like every other conference you've ever been to. You know, everything that I try to do is not necessarily just different, but better. You know, and my personal philosophy is better beats normal every day of the week. And that's just what I constantly strive to do is to improve. And that means taking risks, Bella. That means trying things that I know are not going to work and that I end up shutting down. But if I do not try them, I will not discover the new next thing that will allow us to have our breakthrough.
0: Tell me more about the journey. I am a big fan of the journey. You just entered season two. And for our listeners who might not know about it, it is an episodic documentary that kind of follows Michael as he's planning this Super Bowl of an event, which is social media marketing world. And I love how you do show the failures on there because it really just adds a human element to you. Can you tell me what made you keep going with the journey? What's the journey of the journey been
1: like for you? Well, first of all, I took a big risk because normally when I'm speaking up on a stage, I'm dressed nice and, you know, I'm in a collared shirt and I look all professional and everything I say is polished. But the real me is a t-shirt and shorts and flip-flop kind of guy. And I thought to myself, I wonder if I could get someone to film some of the crazy stuff that goes on and the stresses and the fun stuff that happens on the path to trying to promote a product, whether the, anyone would be interested in that. Yeah. And the reason I had the idea was, you know, I look at reality television and I look at how popular shows like Undercover Boss, The Prophet, Shark Tank, you know, they all have a little element of story, struggle, overcoming, and ideally, hopefully success. And then I look at Survivor and I look at how there's only one winner and I got just my inspiration from all of that. And I just decided to go crazy because last year we needed to do something to boost attendance at the conference. So I hired a videographer and we started cutting these episodes and people loved it. And we didn't know what we were doing, but we shipped it anyways. You know, it wasn't perfect. This season, it's a lot better. And now I have a guy full-time who just wanders around and films me. But but it is really, really, really interesting. I don't know how else to say it, but what I can tell you is the outcome of it, Bella.
0: Yeah, tell me about that. Because why do you keep doing it?
1: It's nuts. It's kind of crazy. Like You wouldn't think by showing what you're learning and what you're not learning in an ongoing series would be something that would actually be smart marketing. But it turns out it's really smart marketing. And I'll tell you how. We have a very large blog, as you may know. It used to be everybody would come to me and say, I love your blog, I love your blog, I love reading your blog. Then I started a podcast. And the podcast is big, but it's only 30, 40,000 people a month that listen to that, which is still big, but not millions. <laughs> and then when I started the podcast, everybody would stop talking about the blog and start talking. I love the podcast. 45-minute <laughs> interview. Then I started The Journey. The Journey is just a seven-minute show every week that takes 30 to 40 hours to cut down, which is nuts. Yeah. That show got the love level to a whole new level. And I asked people when I was on the keynote stage, how many of you watched the journey? Like 25 to 35% of the hands went up in the audience. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I had people come up to me saying, just want to let you know, someone turned me onto the journey and that's why I'm here. Yep. Cause it showed me you're human. It showed me you're just like me. And I thought to myself, I want to be part of something like this. So, It's kind of like the most crazy thing that I've uncovered here, but it is really, really powerful form of marketing.
0: I love how it exposes different elements or characters too. like we actually get to see the people that you work with, like their faces to the name or we might be following you around. But inadvertently, we get to also meet and understand what it takes to run the whole operation. Right.
1: Yeah. People love to know how the sausage is made in the factory, you know, or they like to know how the beer is made. Right. As a matter of fact, little aside, my oldest daughter, who's 16, is a Star Wars fanatic. She watched the making of Star Wars documentaries more than she actually watches Star Wars. Yeah. She's fascinated with what goes into the production of a movie. I've often been fascinated by the behind the scenes stuff, too, because it's one thing to experience. It's another thing to know how it's done. Yeah. So I don't know. There's something there. For I sure. think
0: it's a, a important lesson that every business owner could really take home to for their sure. company. You know, like it doesn't always have to be polished. And we talk a lot on this episode, Mike, about there's perfection in the imperfection. You know, I think I might've even seen you barefoot a couple of episodes in the I'm office. Barefoot right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I got too. a lot of feedback from guys <laughs> that say, less barefoot, more shoes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. It's funny what people will comment on too and they'll connect with when they see it. And right. I think it does go back to all this human element, which is easy to get lost on social media and all these channels and automating it all. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the magic that happens when you actually get to make and expand on connections that you've made online when you get to do that face-to-face kind of thing. Why do you think connecting offline is so important? That's the first question. One
1: quick thing, if anybody wants to watch the journey, just check out journey.show. It'll go right over to YouTube, which is the easier channel to subscribe. And one last thing, you do not need to have a production crew to do this. You could yeah. do it on Instagram with stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. And start sharing your life. And that's like the entry level. Okay. So back to your question. Your question was face-to-face. Why that's so important? Is that what? Yeah.
0: You're- why is it so important to connect with these people offline? Well, here's the thing.
1: If you are in a business that actually involves face-to-face customers, which I am, and I know a lot of your listeners are, There's something magical that happens in a human connection that cannot happen on social media. We have video and we have live and we have comments and all that stuff to allow interaction. You know this yourself, Bella. It's not till you get around people that are like you or people that you can somehow relate to that. It just kind of brings an extra level of energy, excitement camaraderie, community. That's the kind of stuff that happens when you come together in some sort of a small group or even a large group setting. It's really hard to put a value on that, but some of the tangible outcroppings that can come from coming together are You might end up meeting someone, which I'm sure has happened to you plenty of times, Bella. That might end up being someone you collaborate with down the road. Someone you start a show with, you get on your show. It also could lead to business partnerships. Like It's crazy how many people at these events end up like deciding to start a podcast together or deciding to start a business together or go work jointly on a project because they each have different skills that are collaboratively ideal when they come together. So those are kind of like the human advantages. And we've been doing this in America forever, right? I mean, if you think about the Better Business Bureau meetings and all that kind of stuff, the challenge that we face when we're in a niche like the pet industry or in a niche like the social media marketing industry is it's hard to find those kind of people next door or down the street. Mm -hmm. So when you can come together at some sort of an event where they're all like you, that's Mm -hmm. when it can be really magical.
0: One thing I love that you guys do really well about this is connecting people before they even get there. And there are so many meetup groups before, during, after the days, the weeks leading up to this event. And it's cool to realize, Mike, that We all might love social media. We all might sell something different, but yet we're all really similar at the end of the day. And even if you don't meet like another dog walker or pet sitter there, you could meet someone in a cleaning company or something and still be able to relate to their specific challenges and excitements.
1: I think so. I mean, I believe strongly that if you just look at people in your own niche, that you're going to be limited in what your creative ideas are. But if you look at people that are in a service kind of industry, but they're not serving the same kind of customer that you are, you see some of the creative things that they're doing and you say, wow, I could do that in my industry. You know, realtors are going live and touring homes, but I could maybe figure out a way to go live and just show my dog walk route. You know what I mean? And that could just kind of a way to let the world know what I do so that when one of my friends has somebody who needs someone like me, they at least know what I do so that networking connection can happen, so. I don't even know if I've gone off on a tangent now.
0: That's what the show is all about. It's just like, you know, the creative flow of it. So one thing that I love is that when I first went, my first year, I think it was 2016, and I went and I I was like, okay, I've got my whole schedule mapped out. These are the sessions I'm going to, and this is what I'm doing. And I was on a selfie rampage. And (laughs) I think you were actually one of the first people I saw in the hallway. And I was like, Mike, I want a selfie. And it was real interesting because... I'm not saying that the sessions took a backseat by any means because I learned a ton and being able to watch them in the comfort of my own home afterwards was really awesome. But the relationships, the people they sat next to, the people that I met at the hotel bar during the activities that you guys put on, the people at the table talks that you do were really, really helpful and I sat at a podcast table for lunch when you guys do these table talks. I want you to explain to people who might be a little afraid to, you know, fly the coop out of their nest to sunny yeah. San Diego. And they're like, I'm an introvert. People scare me. I don't know how to connect, you know. Can you explain a little bit about all these incredible elements that help facilitate those relationships?
1: First of all, I'm going to guess you are not an introvert. Am I right? <laughs>
0: You know, I have my moments, but yeah, I am generally outgoing.
1: Okay. So here's the deal. Most people that come to our conference are introverts, shockingly. Makes
0: sense because they're online. Right.
1: They're really good on the computer because they're interacting with people when they come together. Sometimes they don't know what to do. So me not being an introvert, but understanding that the vast majority of our audience are introverts, we plan so many activities to make it easy for a connection to happen. And that's the key. For example, you kind of alluded that we have some pre-event networking and it might change this year, but we have the Facebook event page. We have the LinkedIn group. We have private kind of live events, you know, where people can come and kind of be prepped on what to understand. In the past, we've even done networking for introvert workshops. So we do a lot of things and it's always in flux. But I think the cool thing is that what I don't like when I go to most events is that I wander and I don't know where things are and I don't know what my options are. Yeah. You make sure that there's something there for everybody. So during lunch, for example, which is often one of those moments where you feel introverted, we have signs on a lot of the tables with different topics. Like you mentioned podcasting and blogging mm-hmm. and, Facebook advertising and Google analytics, and you can just kind of wander over to a table and sit down. And most of the time those tables have an expert who's actually there just to facilitate conversation. Yeah. So you don't have to do anything. They're just going to start talking about stuff. And all of a sudden you've joined a dialogue, right? And yeah. that's a big deal. It makes those little experiences when you're not sitting in a session, staring at someone you know, essentially teaching you, it makes them more fun, makes them easier. And we also have networking ambassadors that you could walk up to and you could, we have a networking embassy where you could say, hey, I'm really looking for people in the pet industry. They'll search our database and text them and try to coordinate on the spot meetups. I don't know if you ever did that before, but you know, we have all that kind of crazy stuff going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I really like those elements. And I don't mean to be sitting here like a promotion of it per se, but we've never really talked about conferences on the podcast before. And I mean, you are an expert in it. And I just really want our listeners to think about the next time they have an opportunity to kind of actually get out of their own element and be pushed, maybe even an uncomfortable zone, because even for me, believe it or not, I still get nervous. I get nervous walking into a bar full of people I don't know and I look for like one person I might know, you know, we all are feeling that way. No one's walking in not feeling the way you are. But I want to encourage people who are listening that it's really awesome to get out of our industry sometimes. The two conferences that are in our industry, it's NAPS and PSI, they're often very small. It's about 50 people or so. It's the same kind of people, there's not a lot of different elements. It's kind of like a classroom for a couple of days. And this is just something where you could either get lost in a sea of people or you could keep seeing the same people, like Israel Rats. I saw him probably. 20 times last time, but it's a really cool place to also meet up with people that maybe you've been following online.
1: And the other cool thing is that we have Slack groups too. So like Slack user, you could easily figure it out. But I think if you get X number of people interested in a topic, you could facilitate a Slack group and that allows strangers to come together on a topic before the event even happens. Yeah. But what often ends up happening is because we provide all these pre-event opportunities, a lot of people end up connecting with strangers ahead of time and then they kind of hang together. I don't know how else to say it. They go to the parties together. Yeah. Maybe they'll grab dinner together and then all of a sudden the network starts expanding. Right. And they introduce you to people and some of these people come from other countries. It's it's nuts. What
0: what is it like 25% of the people are from different countries? Is that right?
1: I don't know what the percent is, but I know like over 50 countries are represented. You know, that's incredible.
0: You're like the United Nations
1: of social. (laughs) I think it's because it has the word world in the name. I don't know, but they, they do come from all over the place. And it's kind of cool because those people are making a leap, you know, and they're very, so everybody comes and kind of the culture is one of like, be helpful to others, you know, and I think it's the one place where you're not going to feel like a stranger unless you try to feel, you know,
0: everyone's so ridiculously friendly. I remember the first conference I was almost knocked down with excitement that I come up off the escalator and your volunteers are just yeah, like, and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. (laughs) It just is this heart change the entire week and then you don't end up wanting
1: to go home. So why do people attend in your experience? I think they come for the content. That's the main reason most people come. That might have been the reason you came at first, right? Absolutely. They come because they want to learn how to do something that will help their business, which is the main reason everybody comes to events. Yeah. But they come back sometimes for a different reason. It's hard to explain why they want to come back, but I think it's the experience. I think that that's probably the best way to explain it. They make connections there and it far exceeds what they thought it was going to be. And then they like just grab their ticket when they're there and they say, okay, I'm coming back. Yeah. It seems like that's what it is. I think a lot of people, like I've been trying to tell people for years that events is so much more than just learning, but it doesn't matter how many times I tell them. They have, have experience
0: experience it. It, right? they have to experience
1: like- it, right? right? It's not so they experience it, that they really understand it. So I've stopped telling them that's the reason they should come. Instead, I just say, you need to come because you'll discover something that will help your business. Yeah. And then the little gold mine that they find is something far more than that.
0: Yeah. There's something like we talked about earlier, magical. When you realize that you're not alone in this world, because as much as we are on social, it is very lonely and we get stuck in this scroll we get stuck in this hiding behind our keyboard. And when you can actually look at people in the eyes, give them hugs, you can feel the energy. There's just something there that just forms long lasting bonds. I could tell you stories and stories and stories, but we don't have time for
1: all of that. You know, what's really fascinating about this, which might be of interest to your audience, is that what yeah. happens is all these little tribes, like your tribe, right? We've got so many, like I could just start counting off countless. Tell, tell
0: us, tell us. I, I want to okay, hear some well, of the different
1: We've ones. got people that actually have massive mastermind groups and they bring their entire mastermind team to this conference, Yep, like Dan Miller, and they make it their entire retreat. Yeah. They make it the retreat for their things. And he's 48 days to the work you love. And it's really all about like finding your next thing. You know what I mean? And then we've got like educational institutions where all these teachers come and some of them are in the business of trying to recruit students and other ones are teaching this stuff and they have their little teacher tribes and they come. You know, and then it just goes on and on and on. And then they all just start telling their friends. And before you know it, they all beg me, can you do sessions on financial services, social (laughs) sessions on like church social media stuff? And it's like, no, unfortunately we can't, but we want you to come and meet and do your own stuff on the side. And it just kind of transcends it all. And it's kind of crazy. I never would have expected it. You know? It's
0: amazing. I mean, even these past two years, I first year, I think we had 10 pet sitters meet us there. The second year there was 12. We've already got people signed up to come there. And it's a really cool opportunity for me as a consultant that helps pet sitters and dog walkers around the world to say, hey, why don't you come? It's going to be so much fun. I'll be there to hold your hand, introduce you to people. We can, you know, have dinner together. It's a really cool experience. I think that's kind of what you were hitting on a minute ago. It's a good excuse to get together with those people that you've either wanted to meet or you want to bond even more with. So Mike, tell us in the final moments that we have here, what would be your number one reason why someone should come this year? What's so great about this year that people should come?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, every year it changes as you probably know. It does. (laughs) And this year we have the most space we've ever had and we're creating some really, really cool experiences. It just keeps getting bigger and better. It's hard to explain how it all works, but I'll give you a little hint. We did a live stage for the first time last year. And I don't know if you got a chance to experience that. I did. Yes. So our live stage, we're going big with it this year. So we're going to do a lot more with our live experience, which is going to be simulcast up on Facebook.
0: I loved that. It was so cool.
1: We've also focused in our content in a pretty substantial way this year. So we have enormous amount of content on Facebook this year. So it turns out that a big chunk of our audience is all in on Facebook and they're concerned because Facebook is changing. So we have like 15 sessions on Facebook ads. Last year we had 10. We have 10 sessions on Messenger bots. Last year we had three. Wow. We have 10 on Instagram. Last year we had five. And we've got five on just organic Facebook activities. Last year we had like one. So we have like 40 sessions on Facebook and Facebook related properties, Yeah. which is pretty substantial, you know, considering we only have like, we have 120 sessions total. So like a third of our content is all in on Facebook. So that's a reason to come. And like, if you really are struggling with Facebook right now, and so many of us are, we do really have the top people in the world that are going to be there. And they're not just the kind of people that are up on the stage and they disappear behind a curtain as you yeah, know. No. So this is the place I say, come for the business and then experience how much more it is. That's what I would say. Come because it's going to help your business.
0: I have to just expand on that point because it was a really good one. A lot of speakers, if you go to conferences, they will do that whole speak on the stage and then disappear behind a door. And social media marketing world is notorious for those speakers coming out because there's a new speaker coming in, but coming out into the hallway and staying for however long it takes. I've seen speakers out there for an additional 45 minutes just talking and answering questions. And it it really shows where people's hearts are and where the heart of the actual conference Is. So, Mike, I know that the price keeps increasing periodically, right? So, where can people go to actually see? what's going on this year?
1: Yeah, so they can just Google social media marketing world. Oh, here's the other good thing. You can get a ticket for as little as 297 bucks, but it's like a limited access kind of ticket. For the marketer on a budget, that'll get you access to not all the content, but enough of it for you to experience it. Uh-huh. The big all access ticket is the one that I would recommend if you can afford it. But that's something new this year as well as that, you know, we have all these ticketing options and some of them are very, very economical. So just ask okay. yourself, is a hundred bucks worth a pretty killer experience? I would think so. And look, I don't want to pitch this because I'm a marketer. Let's be honest. Yeah. So I'm a marketer. Bella's a marketer. Yeah. Just check it out. See if it's right for you. But I can assure you I'm going to be giving high fives and doing selfies with Bella. So you <laughs> I'm going to
0: say, I think you should come and hang out with me. And there just so happens to be a really cool conference going on, you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's San Diego. I know a lot of you guys have seen in the past two years and have said you have some FOMO of the funness that happens happens. happens there. So this is really a chance to level up your business. And I too did not intend on this being like promotional, but it's really hard not to be promotional when it's something that I just like bleed excitement for. So Mike, from me to you, honestly, thanks for doing this and making it better and better and better every year and protecting it and vetting it and doing everything that you do. And you guys, everything will be in the show notes that we just mentioned today. Mike, any final words? I do have
1: a final word. Okay. Folks, Bella is a super fan. Okay. And there's something to creating super fans. So if you study how we've created super fans like Bella, And you say to yourself, I want to come and I want to learn how to make my customers into super fans for me and for my business. Just imagine if you had people like Bella raving on social media about your service. So there's just another angle there because there is something to creating something that is so good that you cannot not talk about it. Thank you, Bella, for being a super fan. I look forward to seeing you and your tribe in San Diego.
0: Thanks for being here, Mike. I appreciate your time. You guys, if you've liked this episode, please go ahead and like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping.
1: Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.